0: في أعمالنا من يهدئ الله فلا مضل له ومن يهدئ الله فلا, فلا هادي له ومن يضلله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له
1: ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله
0: أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد
1: والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم
0: الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا
1: كُتِبَ عَلَى الْلَّذِينَ مِن قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ وَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ الكيس من دان نفسه وعمل لما
0: بعد الموت والعاجز من أتبع نفسه هواها وتمنى على الله ونعيشة رضي الله تعالى عنها قالت كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يصوم حتى نقول لا يفطر ويفطر حتى نقول لا يصوم فما R'a'aytu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Istakthara siyama shahrin illa illa shahban aukema qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Expected ulama'i keram, brothers and elders Somebody was asked by Umar radiyallahu anhu Either way to was Ubay bin Kaab or Kaab Ahbar according to the different narrations that what is Taqwa? So they replied to him that O Amir al-Mu'mineen have you walked on a thorny path ever before? So he replied yes. Then he asked him okay what did you do when you took that path? He says, I folded up my, my, my pants, my, my lower garment Until halfway to the shin And ijtahadtu And I was very cautious and careful how I walked So that none of those thorns could prick me So then he replied Ubay bin Ka'ab r.a replied That this is the meaning of taqwa So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is about to bless us With a great month And we all know that when there is a very big occasion, then people prepare for months in advance. So the objective of the month of Ramadan is taqwa. So let us try and inculcate the taqwa and the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives even before the month of Ramadan. Amr al
1: Rahimahullah, he says, is that blessed and fortunate. Is
0: that person who reforms himself even himself even himself even before the month of Ramadan.
1: Ibn Rajab al-Hambali, Rahimahullah, he says. Fadl fadrul rahimahullah Rahimahullah used to say
0: that the Salaf, the pious people of the past, they used to supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They used to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala six months in advance before the month of Ramadan. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make them reach the month of Ramadan. And six months there, and six months thereafter after the termination of Ramadan, they used to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the ibadah in the month of Ramadan. And it is narrated there is a dua they used to also make, we have probably heard the different variation of this dua, is Allahumma sallimni ila Ramadan. Oh Allah, keep me safe till Ramadan. Let me meet and Facilitate me to see the month of Ramadan And make it such that Ramadan sees me in a good condition And And accept it from me Means receive it in such a way that it is accepted by you So this is the Salaf They used to prepare in advance Pay in advance for the month of Ramadan To the extent that some of them When the month of, of Shaaban used to dawn, used to dawn then, then they used to close their businesses And get involved in ibadah Because the month of Ramadan is at our doorstep So we, so we find ourselves in a similar, similar situation We have basically less than a month left For that blessed month of Ramadan May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it such That we all see this month with afia with safety and good health. But how can we prepare for this month of Ramadan? In the beginning I quoted a hadith of Rasulullah ﷺ where he mentioned where Aisha anha says that at times Rasulullah ﷺ used to fast so excessively that we thought he's not going to break his fast. going means a day won't come where he won't be fasting. And sometimes he used to make iftar so much. That means he should not fast. That we should think that he will never fast for the rest of the year. And then she mentions, mentions that I never saw him completing an entire month of fasting except Ramadan. And I haven't seen him fasting more in any month than the month of Sha'ban. So i explain what is the need. Why did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa do ibadah to the extent that he did in the month of Shaban before Ramadan? There is a hadith of Usama bin Zaid anhu that mentions that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was fasting excessively in Shaban. So uh, Usama bin Zaid radiallahu anhu asked him, Ya Rasulullah, why is it, why is it that you are fasting so much in this, so this month? So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned mentioned to him that this is a month which is between which is between Rajab and between Ramadan Rajab, Rajab is one of the al Hurum the sanctified months in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it was regarded as sacred before even the advent of Islam the pagan Arabs used to regard Rajab together with Dhul Qada, Dhul Hijjah and Muharram as sacred month when Islam came, then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala kept it as that that Rajab, Dhul Hijjah and Muharram are sacred months. So even the the feudal wars that they had amongst themselves, they would stop during the month during, during these months. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told Abu Usama Bin Zaid Anhu that this is a month that this is a month which comes in between Rajab. And in between Ramadan. And it is a time when people
1: are negligent. It is a time when people people are not uh, uh, engaging themselves in the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that, so that is why I'm, I'm fasting in this month. And he also mentioned, he also mentioned, that it is such a month wherein amal are presented
0: to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, so I would, so I would like it that my amal are presented to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in such a condition that I am
1: fasting. So Rasulullah increased increased his ibadah in the month of
0: Sha'ban because of this. One is that this is a month of negligence. People are people are neglectful of doing ibadah in this month so a person who does a person who does ibadah at the time when people are negligent then the rewards are much rewards are much
1: greater much more much more that is why that is why the time of tahajjud a person gets so gets so much of reward because that is the time people are sleeping sleeping people, people are resting so to get up at that time that time is is mujahada is difficult is difficult on the body' difficult on the body is difficult on the body so a person's reward is increased a person's reward is increased so Ra so Rasulul asked our did it for this reason? This reason, so that he could increase his reward and he could present his amal to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala.
0: Why did Rasulullah specifically fast so much in this month of Shaban? Ulama give different explanations and different reasons and different reasons. One of them. One of was Sallallahu ﷺ? It was his mubarak habit that every month he used to fast. Fast, he used to fast, fast three days, which is called Ayyamul ayamul The 13, 14, 15 of every lunar month was the time when Rasulullah ﷺ used to keep fast. And like, and like that also Mondays and Thursdays. It was the habit of Rasulullah to fast. But sometimes, due to different occasions, incidents him. Could, could not fast And Rasulullah had A set of Nafil ibadah that he used to That he used to also perform Every day And because of the need of the time Sometimes that ibadah was left out So the month of Shaban used to come As we say Rasulullah Used to cover up all these fast and ibadah That he missed during the entire During the entire During the entire year So so one reason that ulama give that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam increased his ibadah in the month of Sha'ban
1: was to cover up for all that he missed during the rest of the year. The second reason we gave is as the hadith of Usama bin Zayd anhu mentioned that it is a time
0: of negligence, and a person's reward is increased. Thirdly, they say 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 that it was an opportunity for the wives of Rasulullah to cover up their must Musafas. must We all know in Islam, as a rule, it is not permissible for a woman to keep a nafil fast without the permission of her husband,
1: to keep the rights of the husband in mind So so in this month
0: of Sha'aban, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi virtually the entire month he was fasting. So because of this, it was easy for the women folk to now keep their qaḍā because they knew that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam this month he would be fasting. So there's no need also to ask him now for permission because he fasting virtually the entire month. So this is another a point which ulama mentioned regarding why Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi increased his ibadah in the month of Sha'aban. So the first thing as a means of preparation for the month of Ramadan to develop that taqwa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to develop is that a person should try to keep some nafil fast in this month not very difficult Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that person who puts himself forward and his intention is sahih then inshallah Allah will make it easy for him any act of ibadah or the correct intention that a person does Allah makes it easy for him but an act of ibadah if it is done in in a way that a person is disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it becomes very difficult. That is why we find in the time of Rasulullah s.a.w. two ladies were fasting and they were and they were on the brink of starvation, about to die because of no food, because of hunger.
1: So this was So this was brought to the attention of Brought to the attention of Rasulullah sallallahu
0: Nabi Sallallahu tells Sahaba tells Sahaba give them two bowls, two bowls, two bowls, let them vomit, let them vomit. So sahaba perplexed that how, how can they vomit? They have no food in the system. But anyway, it was the command. It was the command of Rasulullah sallallahu
1: So this is given to them and they, began, they begin to vomit blood and pieces of flesh.
0: So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi mentions they stayed away from the halal but they involved themselves in the haram. That is backbiting. So ulama mentioned regarding this the riwayat and this qissa is that one point to take from here is that because they involved in themselves in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is why that ibadat that they were involved in became difficult for them. So we too also if we, we have the correct intention and fulfill the ibadah in the correct way then it become very easy for us so the first thing is that we can try and increase our fasting at least a few roza. as we said 13 14
1: and 15 of the month is sunnah person can inshallah make that intention or if he has more has more himmat
0: has more himmat and taqwa, then he can make the intention of keeping fast monday and thursday also being great reward Great reward, great reward for a person, and we prepare him for the month of Ramadan. A hadith of Rasulullah ﷺ mentions, and we, heard this, we have heard this before, is that the month of Ramadan is split into three parts: the first ten, second ten, and
1: third ten. The first ten is the, the, the days, the, the days of the mercy of Allah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second, second ten is the days wherein wherein Allah's, Allah's forgiveness, forgiveness comes upon the people. And the last ten days of the month of
0: Ramadan is those ten days wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala emancipates people from the fire of Jahannam. So in explaining this hadith ulama Mentioned, this is because of the different categories of people. Some people have hardly any burdens of sin; they have no sin to have no sin to their account. They are in obedience of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala 24/7. Then day and night is according to the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu For these people, when the month month of Ramadan comes, immediately comes, immediately comes, immediately they draw from the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala; they get the blessings from the start from the start from the word go 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 then you get those people who have sins but their sins
1: don't overpower their good deeds so for these people 10 days of 10 days of cleansing is needed is needed and thereafter
0: thereafter allah's allah's forgiveness comes upon them and then the third category of people which is majority of the people who have filled their life with sin. sin against, the command of, against the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Against the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa For them to receive, to receive forgiveness and freedom from the fire of Jahannam. They have to go through a majority portion of the month. 20 days or more. So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can cleanse them. And now they can be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is why we mentioned so that is why we mentioned before the call of Mu'alla bin Fadl that it is Mubarak and blessings for that person who purifies himself and he gets himself forgiven even before the month of
1: Ramadan dawns. So one thing we can do is fasting. Another way of preparing ourselves for the month of Ramadan
0: is correcting our salah. Correcting our salah. We all know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made salah farz upon us. The 27th of Rajab have, has passed. Many of us may have gone to a lecture where we heard about Mi'raj. And we heard about the gift of salah. Mi'raj was filled with incidents of salah. Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he left towards Masjidul aqsa at many different places Jibril stopped him made him come down, perform Salah and continue. One of the places was his Darul Hijra, Madina Munawwara. And when he goes to Masjid Al-Aqsa, he becomes Imam anbiya He performs Salah, and all the Anbiya follow him. When he passes by the grave of Musa A.S., he sees Musa A.S. performing Salah. When he goes up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah gives him the gift of Salah. So, Salah holds a very, very important Position position in the life of a believer. To the extent that Rasulullah Sallallahu wa mentions that person who doesn't have salah in his life, then he is like a kafir. The difference between a believer and a kafir is tarkus salah. They are living out salah, living out salah. Living out salah. And a believer is performing his salah. So the first thing we can correct about our salah is perform it with jamaat in the masjid. Masjid. And how important is this We can see from the hadith Of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa told He says my wish is to Get hold of the youngsters of the area Get them Get them Get them to gather some firewood And I will put fire to the houses Of those people who perform their salah at home Without any valid excuse So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Was a mercy to the entire mankind Each one has to think to himself I have to think to myself is it such that Rasulullah wants to burn my house down because I am performing salah at home without any valid excuse? There are so so many fadail and virtues of a person performing his salah in the masjid that it is innumerable. Just one, just one, which is another fayda of performing our salah with jamaat in the masjid, is that sometimes. Sometimes a person His salah is not accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Because of something that he is doing wrong in his salah Maybe his salah Maybe his qirat is not correct He is not reciting the Quran in the correct way Maybe
1: um,
0: um, He is not saying the takbir properly Allahu Akbar Or whatever it is But now when he comes into the masjid And he reads salah behind the imam And as we know For us there is no qira behind the imam so the Qira is taken
1: care of. At least his first salah, salah, salah has been taken care of by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by, by, by performing salah in jamaat. 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 So this is jamaat. So this is one great fadilah and blessing. That a person who performs his salah with
0: Jamaat, then inshallah his salah will be correct. Salah will be correct. If there is any mistake, then the imam is liable. Then whoever is the imam, he is liable. The hadith comes, that sometimes a person performs salah in such a way, the imam that haphazardly performs it, the hadith of Nabi Wasallam says, then that is for you and against him. You will get the reward of your salah, and he will have to bear, bear the brunt of his salah on the day of Qiyamah in front of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So one great fadilah of performing our salah in Jamaah, is that insha'Allah, if there is some kami, some deficiency in our salah it will be covered because of the jama'at salah. And just on this point also, by the way, the thought has come to mind, that ulama mentioned another virtue of keeping fast in Shaban before Ramadan, is that just like how on the day of Qiyamah, the day of Qiyamah when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to question a person regarding his salah, and then if there is any deficiency in his salah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell the angels, look if this my bandha has any nafil salah, and that nafil salah of his will be used to cover up his fard salah. In the same way ulema mentioned, that the fasting, the nafil, nafil fast in the month of Sha'ban, will be used to cover up any deficiencies that took place in our farz fast in the month of Ramadan. And Ibn Rajab al-Hambali rahimahullah mentions also, that the virtue, virtue of fasting in Sha'ban is even more than the virtue of fasting in the Ashhurul al-Hurum in in Rajab or in Dhulqada that means any normal fast besides the ones that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has specified he says the reason for this is those those fasts or those nafil which are linked to the farad they are used to cover up the farad so they are more, uh, more appropriate and they have more virtue than the other
1: the other nawafil, other nawafil fast. So in a similar, similar way, this fast that is linked to the month of Ramadan
0: means the fast of means the fast of Shaban that comes before it. Or the fast,
1: or the fast of Shawwal that comes after Shawwal that comes after it. These are more virtuous than fasting at